0: Welcome to Emerging Trends in Higher Ed. My name is Samantha Wilcox, and I am your moderator for this podcast series. Joining us today is Dr. Carissa Smock from NCU School of Business. Thanks for spending time with us today, Carissa. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Dr. Smock is here to discuss COVID and physical activity um, and reducing costs for business. Now, Dr. Smock, what is your role at NCU in relationship to our topic today?
1: Hi, well, I am an associate professor in the School of Business, teaching health services courses and chairing health services dissertation committees. My research areas include building a culture of wellness among a virtual team, as well as linking primary care to physical activity in parks. Most recently, I've been fortunate enough to collaborate with another School of Business faculty, Dr. Marie Bakari as well as an alumna, Dr. Lisa Schinder, on research around the potential disruption of educational inequality through uncovering barriers as well as facilitators to physical activity before, during, and after the COVID-19 stay-at-home orders. Uh, Dr. Schinder and I have also collected this information from what we'd like to call park enthusiasts, or those who tend to um, already uh, engage in park activities. And, and what we're looking at there is to better understand changes in nature-based physical activity, as well as stress levels uh, before and during the pandemic, and also the relationship to socioeconomic shifts. Uh, and these can include things like employment and childcare. Oh, that's very interesting.
0: Now, why is physical activity so important during covid
1: It is something that if you are physically able, and you do have a safe place to do it, that we can do right now. There is so much uncertainty, but what we do know is that exercise during a crisis can reduce stress and strengthen the the immune system. So there's three areas here. So there's this protective factor of strengthening the immune system to fight off COVID-19, um, then there's the fact that if we do this outside, we can absorb some vitamin D um, and incur some further stress reduction. Uh, and finally, the production against other chronic conditions that might weaken the immune system and then in turn, make it harder to fight off COVID-19. Um, and as I was getting at earlier, at the same time, we know that there's these socioeconomic disparities that are very clear during the pandemic and all of the events that we see going on in the world today. So we know that there are low access to safe, trackable physical activity in nature uh, before the pandemic even started. Um, And so we want to really look at these stress levels because they are of concern. And in this research that my colleagues and I have done, we do have some preliminary results back that indicate that more people are observed exercising in many neighborhoods and parks, uh, but they do still have mental health declines, And that this increased park use is due to new or displaced exercisers, so The folks that were already going to parks are actually now staying in their neighborhoods because they consider these to be more safe places that are more distance from other folks. And so that those folks that are now in the parks are either newly exercising or perhaps they may have come from gyms or other places that are closed. So we're uncovering some things, but have a lot more work yet to do.
0: Now, how does physical activity reduce costs for businesses?
1: Well, there's a number of economic benefits of wellness that physical activity supports, and this includes reduced health care spend and utilization, reduced sick days, increased productivity, as well as morale. We know that sedentary folks are more likely than the physically fit folks to develop a disease, anything from diabetes to heart disease to mental illnesses. And we've even seen it quantified in studies that the recommended physical activity guidelines of just 30 minutes, and this can be of walking or any other activity, just five days a week is shown to save about $2,500 per year per employee, Uh, and this is in reduced medical costs. So it's definitely been quantified, and we d- know it does save money.
0: Wow! Now you mentioned medical costs. Um, how much does medical care for COVID nineteen cost typically?
1: It is shown to cost a lot more than this average twenty five hundred dollars a year. So, just one person that is symptomatic with COVID nineteen has a medium of about three thousand dollars. Um, in the direct medical costs. Um, So, this means just during the time that they have the infection, Um, but if someone is hospitalized, that amount skyrockets to over about $14,000. So, this includes um, just the course of infection and not even the follow-up care. So, this was able to be determined looking at some past uh, epidemics and outbreaks, and a model was developed looking at the H1N1 pandemic, Ebola, um, Zika virus. So through this model, they were able to determine um, that if 80% of the U.S. population gets infected, the direct costs could be over... $650 $650 billion over the course of the pandemic. But then if about 20% um, are infected, then it would be about $160 billion. So either way, this is a lot of increased cost beyond the normal burden. Um, so, and again, this is not including any follow-up care, and these are just direct medical costs during the time when symptoms are occurring.
0: Wow, those are some staggering numbers. Now, how can businesses support increased physical activity?
1: Well, one way is to develop sponsorships or partnerships with organizations that support locations for physical activity, such as parks um, or equipment for physical activity, whether those are weights or running shoes, Um, and this can support the employees of an organization as well as the community at large. So it is a way for businesses to really invest into this important uh, cost reduction strategy. Um, It's also important that businesses uh, examine their employee health benefit uh, offerings and, and see how effective those are. And this really includes, and especially right now, supporting those safe places. Um, There's one thing that we know that has been brought to greater light during the pandemic is that these social economic disparities are here. And they're really, they've been here, but they're just really highlighted right now. So we need to keep in mind that not all people have access to a safe space, maybe home space in their home to exercise or a neighborhood that is safe to exercise in.
0: Now, how can business support have increased physical activity during the COVID-19
1: pandemic? Right now is a time when we can really try and support and promote education around what is safe as well as what to expect. Uh, For example, the CDC recommends avoiding parks. Of course, if you are sick, or traveling long distance to parks or locations to exercise you know busy parks if the parking lot looks full generally don't go in um, and just just noting that some of those amenities that we're used to are not going to be available like restrooms and water fountains um, other things in general is just to remember to keep that safe six foot distance, Um, It can be more difficult on sidewalks, so you might need to, uh, you know, go into the street or the yard. Um, You know, think through, look up locations that might be closed. A lot of different monuments and places with stairs can be um, fun community attractions to get in those steps, but they're often closed right now. Um, Some of the The positives are there's actually less traffic right now. So if you do need to go into the street a bit to keep that six foot distance, it is a little bit more safe. Um, Unfortunately, things like bike shares are are often closed, um, as well as playgrounds and sports fields and places like that. Paths often only allow walking right now so that, especially if it's a loop, you're not passing folks on a frequent basis. Or some trails have changed to being one way to try and and reduce that crossing of paths. Um, And another thing that businesses can do is just provide free access to or promote those items that are free um, for home workouts. So I know it's NCU, we offer free yoga a couple times a week, Um, and uh, through my role, I'm the, the chair of the physical activity section of the American Public Health Association, and we are continually gathering free resources for home workouts, so businesses can partner with organizations like these to really promote all of those free resources that are already out there.
0: I love that. Free resources are definitely helpful um, during this time. So looking forward, what's next for COVID and physical activity and reducing
1: costs for businesses? Of course, there's so much that we don't know. Um, So further research needs to be done. We need to be able to capture, um, you know, all of those access issues um, and, and look at, okay, how is this further impacting those populations that do not have access to a safe place to exercise and now even more locations are closed. So if someone had a childcare situation that helped maybe with a playground that was safe um, or for themselves, maybe their work allowed for some physical activity spaces, knowing that so much is closed and to really understand what's going on and We need to be able to compare. We do have some data now on folks reflecting on before the pandemic and during the pandemic. Um, But the next steps that many folks are doing, including myself and the other folks on the research team, um, is planning to collect more data for after. we don't exactly know what after means or when after might even occur. Um, Unfortunately, we are seeing, even within the past days, more spikes, um, unfortunately. So it looks like we might go back to these stay-at-home orders, which is why it's more important to even adjust your research and say, okay, well, we had this plan to collect before, during, or after, but maybe we need you know, another point of during, you know, during phase two, when when folks had the chance, you know, during uh, the initial closures to make changes and adjustments and see how those might change um, if things had opened and then closed again. Um, and that way we can really analyze data and try to determine how to reduce some long-term Um, costs and economic implications and for all populations Um, and in this way we can then develop some verifiable information um, and and help these times be a bit less uncertain to understand how physical activity and stress are impacting these different social economical dynamics throughout this pandemic.
0: Wow. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Dr. Smock, and sharing your research and um, tips and tricks and thoughts. Uh, We really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Now we have additional episodes that will be shared in the coming weeks from those in the NCU community. And on behalf of Dr. Carissa Smock, this is Samantha Wilcox reminding you that at NCU, you have what it takes to change the world. We offer what it takes to make it happen. Until next time bye